Welcome to another broadcast of Hope for the Heart. My name is William Rogers. I'm continuing a series through the book of Revelation. And last week we began to jump very deep into Revelation chapter 17. So I want to pick that up today and continue where I was. We're looking at the uh, exposing the harlot religion that uh, we're going to be explaining to you in, in somewhat detail today. So for the context and the reading from the Scripture, the Word of God, I invite you to open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 17, and I will read just a few verses for you, and then we will jump into the exposition of it, if you want to follow along. Again, the reading today is found in Revelation chapter 17, and I'll begin reading in verse 3, and I'll go through verse 6. Revelation 17 beginning in verse 3, the Word of God says, And he carried me away in the Spirit in the spirit, into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was clothed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a gold cup full of abominations and of the unclean things, of her immorality. And upon her forehead, a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of witnesses of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered greatly. You know, one of the amazing things uh, in, in scripture to me, or looking at the end times, is the development, not of the political system or the government set up by the uh, running and run by the Antichrist. But I think more fascinating than that for me would be the one world religion. Because as I see this, I see certainly there will be something in the world that's going to unify people together, much more than just the power of the Antichrist. I think he's going to be working through the religious culture, the religious systems of the world, bringing them all together and using them to unify the world into a one form of worship. And so we're seeing this in Revelation chapter 17. The book of Revelation indicates for us, beginning in 17, that there will be a one-world religion in existence uh, dominating the whole kingdom of Satan and the Antichrist at the end. That kingdom, that religion, will be destroyed by Christ when he returns. But that, that religion is going to change and I think we see at the beginning part of the tribulation period, as the Antichrist is coming into full power, he will be using religion. I think religion, and we're, we're going to see this, uh, I think, in Revelation chapter 17. But then halfway through, that all changes, and it does become a one-world religion with one person as the object of the people of the world's worship. Now, the object of our worship is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not going to be the case in what we're looking at is the end time. Now, the name of that final world religion is given to us in verse 5. Uh, and it says, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Now, the people at that time will not know that is her name. This is for us to see. This is the Word of God revealing to us a broad look at the religion's they go all the way back to Genesis, all the way to the end uh, during the tribulation time, and we've, we've been seeing how that is coming back to there. 
So we have to realize as we go forward, this is still a mystery. The church has not been raptured. Uh, The tribulation period has not begun. And I know I've actually had several people who have contacted me asking, am I sure the tribulation period has not begun? And of course, I say absolutely. There are several indicators. Number one, the church is still here. And number two, we do not see a covenant being signed with the nation of Israel uh, with this one world leader. So this is, uh, there are many other things. Those are just two things I gave, I had to give with a space and the time limited to those people. But as I told you, uh, the false religions and adultery are characterized in scripture by harlotry or prostitution, being intimate with other gods rather than the one true God. It's a kind of spiritual fornication or spiritual adultery. And the system in Babylon uh, gave birth to all of it, all the way back to Genesis, all through all false religions uh, are, are brought together. And the mother of all harlot religions are all false religions. And additionally, it is called not just the mother of harlots, but the mother of abominations of the earth. She is the source of every blasphemous, abominable religious system on the face of the earth. Now, I know that there are probably many people that have different religious uh, affiliations that they would not think theirs was a part of that. But it very well could be a part of that because I think uh, we're seeing more and more religiosity in our culture today, and it will even get greater and greater. The world's not going to get less religious. They're going to get more religious. But what we need to understand as believers is the world will be getting less Christian. And that is uh, so, so very true. And the world will be part of this manipulation and deception that will go out from Satan through the religions drawing people in And I think in view here uh, is this entire religious system at the beginning of the tribulation period, and then at the end, or the midway through, it takes on a different different form. And so what we have in Revelation 7, 17 is we begin looking at, we're exposing, as I named it last week, the, the message, exposing the harlot religion. And that's what we're given here. So I want to continue with that. And I want you to understand that... uh, there is already, uh, most people already realize that uh, what we're looking at with, with this uh, religion that will be used from, from here all the way through, and has always been used, uh, and that is the, the Roman system of religion, which is the Roman Catholic Church. I know that some people will, will, will turn this off when they hear that, because we have a lot of religious people in this world serving in the serving in the Catholic religion. And I just want them to understand that I'm not trying to just pick on the Catholic Church. Uh, but it is it's just a fact there are many, many uh false religions in the world. Catholic Church is one that is very, very powerful. But this is really uh, identifying all of the even the pagan uh, uh Protestant churches that will all be involved in this. So it's going to be uh, coming together through the Catholic Church. And I think that, that I think that is very evident in here. So the mother of all harlots is, is going to 
uh, has found her way to Rome through the years and will find her way back to Rome again in the final form of the world religion. It may well be centered there, but it will also be in Babylon. It should be noted that the Roman religious system uh, confuses salvation by grace as do all false religions and all confuses the work of Christ. And yet Christ will be probably named very much in these false religions to draw people in. So, Roman Catholicism opposes the true gospel by imposing works and confounding the true work of Christ. And that's always been the case. I don't have time to just really dive into all of the things that I see with the Roman Catholic Church, but you probably already know most of that. But we are going to dive into some of this and see much more of this as we go through and finish chapter 17 and get into even some of chapter 18. So as we begin looking at 17, we're exposing the, the uh, harlot religion, and that is what exactly what this passage is doing. We began looking at uh, her authority, and we said in verse 1 that she, uh, it says, Come here and I'll show you the, the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. And we referred to that as sitting as a, a, a look at authority, and the many waters are the people, nations, and tongues, and people all over the, the world that are being drawn in by this. So, taking a seat there, this great harlot is depicted in the imagery as seated by many waters. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that the waters you saw were people, nations, and tongues, and what do you have on a water system, a waterway? What would this create for the cities or the or, or what or the peoples? It would be trade, uh, trade from every place. It meant peoples and nations and tribes and tongues would come to that place. And so that's what we see here. Babylon has a seat of authority. The great harlot has sovereignty, and the great harlot sits, as it were, in a position of commanding all the kinds of people uh, and all the tongues and nations together. That, again, is a fourfold description of the unregenerate world in the future. It's still a mystery, and all that is going to yet be developed, but the authority of Babylon is going to be immense, will be worldwide. And then we moved into the outline last week from uh, number one, the uh, her authority, to number two, her alliances. And it says in, in this, with whom the kings of the earth committed acts of immorality... And so when this goes out to all the kings of the earth, uh, her, the scope of this influence is immense. The harlot becomes the ally of the whole world on the highest level of leadership. The kings, the sovereigns, the presidents, the emperors, the dictators, uh, whatever their nations are called, prime ministers, whatever they're called, everybody comes to Mother Babylon, which again, that is a, a metaphor here. And they're... Uh, falling into this uh, world religion. So we looked at uh, last week, these kings are coming from all over, the, or are representatives all over the world committing fornication with the harlot. Uh, that is becoming uh, absorbed in their religious power, deceived by the false prophet. Remember, he's working. Uh, the demon seducers, that uh, all the demons that have been uh, poured out upon the earth. You can begin seeing all of that in Revelation chapter 9 in two different places. Millions and millions of them. Satan himself, the Antichrist, all the leaders of the world come together 
prostituting themselves for one solitary religion. They go to bed with the harlot and end up with her infectious disease and they are all and are all killed. It's amazing that the whole world is going to come together on that basis. We know politics cannot do that. We know that just the culture itself cannot do that. We know that the, the Green New Deal, or we know that uh, studying of the planets cannot do that. We know that none of this can do this. Religion will be the basis upon which people will come. So her alliances are the kings of the earth, which all the leaders. And number two, it says those who dwell on the earth. It's another word for earth dwellers. Uh, are made drunk with the wine of her immorality. And we looked at that and said that this is not talking about real wine, just like he's not talking about real sexual immorality. He's talking about becoming a part of a false form of religion. People are get, they get drunk with it. They're intoxicated with the passion of this religion. Totally passionate, intensely, they give their hearts to this religion. And I think that, again, is going to be the seat of the Catholic Church. Uh, so all the people and all the leaders come together to form in this one great world religion. And then in, in verse 3, which is uh, where we, we actually started this, didn't get too far with this, but I want to I go into it again. Verse 3 says, And he carried me away in the spirit, in the, in the spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on the scarlet beast, full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. And so we look, we began looking at this, carried away. Uh, John's been carried away in the spirit. It's just another way of, of, of looking at this, another part of the vision, to a wasteland place somewhere uh, where it takes him, and surely Babylon would fit this description. The vision came, the Holy Spirit has removed him from the conversation, but he says, I saw a woman. And this woman is, uh, it is the harlot Babylon. That's what he's talking about here. The same woman that we saw in verse 1 and then in verse 2 all the way through here. There's a nuance being added to the vision. He's already seen, and I saw her sitting on the scarlet beast. Well, we know the beast, and we said this last week, is the Antichrist, which would seem to indicate to us that she is pretty much ruling at this point, but the, the beast is, is carrying her along. The beast is allowing this. The beast is supporting her, and she is probably calling the shots or seem to be the, the front runner to the, to, to the leadership here. In other words, it is the religious system that really is going to cap, uh, captures the whole world. It's the religious system that pulls the whole world together. It is initially... Uh, the religious system that is in control in those days. Again, all the way up until midway through the tribulation, which would be the first three and a half years. The religious power is the controlling power. And I think that's uh, very vividly seen here as we go through this. And while the beast certainly supports the religious system, it is the religious system that is controlling, that is the controlling influence. And I think that's representative of the fact that she is sitting on the beast because there is a place of authority in that one world uh, kingdom that is headed up by Satan and the false prophet. And eventually we know what's going to happen with that. We see it later on in the chapter. But in the end, the beast is going to rise up and devour that religious system. 
And we said this last week, that's where the Antichrist takes his seat in the temple and does away with all religion. And he declares himself to be God, and that will change everything. And I don't think we're going to see resistance. Revelation chapter 13 does not imply much resistance there. The world will worship him. So this beast is further described in verse 3 as a scarlet beast. You can see this. A woman sitting on a, a scarlet beast. The color it seems to indicate for us uh, uh, wealth, prosperity. Uh, it is here that, it, in fact, it even says it here, that it having seven heads and ten horns. So we, we can see the authority here, and this beast is uh, full of blasphemous names, uh, which is... It's just it's it's an amazing here because we can look at all this again uh, in Revelation chapter thirteen and begin to understand here. But full of blasphemous names would be any name that uh, that would be referred to him because this is a self deification, identifying himself as God by every name that would be used for the Lord God Himself. He takes upon himself, he wears it proudly, he demonstrates it, and before the whole world, the world can see this, and it is a blasphemous, blasphemous name. Now, we saw this, and in, 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 well, we, we, can, we can see this in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, he will speak against the Most High. In other words, the blasphemies, uh, the, he blasphemes God by what he says, he blasphemes God by what he claims for himself. In Daniel chapter 11, we see more of this. He will, he will do as he pleases. He will exalt, magnify himself above every God. Now, the boldness and the craftsmanship of this, you would think much of the world would reject, but they're going to follow along with it. They're being deceived by this. This is his blasphemy, self-deification, and the self Deified Antichrist coexists, riding along, as it were, bearing on his back this system that has been used by Satan to pull the world under his control. That is religion. Religion, religiosity, not Christianity. Religion, because re true Christianity has as the object of its worship none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not that. It is a false system. It further describes this scarlet beast as having seven heads. Having seven heads, if you want to know what that means, all you have to do is go down to verse 9. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits, and there are seven kings. Five are fallen. Uh, one is, the other has not yet come, and when he comes, he will must remain for a little while. And we'll get into a little bit more of that when we get down to that. But so it refers to the past, present governments at all times. Uh, at this time, it's going to be part of all the previous governments. And then the beast also has ten horns. Verse 12, again, will identify this. The ten horns are ten kings. Verse 13 says those ten kings have one purpose, and they give their power and authority to the beast. There again is the rule over the, the entire globe by this beast. Who is the beast? The Antichrist. So this beast is sort of the fulfillment of the past empires of the world that is combined of the uh, a combination of the final ten powers that come together to form the future government. Now we don't know yet what has to be tweaked in the world 
to, to, to get to this because we're not there yet. I think that once the tribulation starts, it will move rapidly towards the development of these things. And with the religion and the political set in motion. There's so much in this chapter, and so I'm trying to just kind of let it open and, and, and develop as we get there. But this shows us that his alliances are comprehensive. He is allied with all of the rulers of the world. The false religious system is allied with the rulers of the world. All of them, they all want to be part of this. And the culmination of all the governments of the past and the culmination of and the affirmation of the summation of all the governments of the future. In other words, this is a world-dominated, dominating religious system in every sense. One great world system to be crushed by Satan when he says, takes his seat in the, in the temple. And you can see that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. He'll take his seat in the temple and pretty much no more religion apart from the religion and the worship of him. And then he devours that system, makes the whole world worship the Antichrist, which will be willingly do because they're deceived by it, and then Christ comes and will destroy that. That's just a quick summation of all that. But we see this here, and I want to, to continue on this by looking at verse 4. We now move into her appeal. I mean apparel, her apparel. Can't read my own handwriting. Her apparel uh, way she's clothed, in other words, her authority, her alliances, alliances her apparel. And this is how she's dressed. The woman was clothed in purple, scarlet, adorned with gold, precious stones, pearls, having in her hand a gold cup full of abominations and unclean things of her immorality. Well, just take the first part of that. She was clothed in purple and scarlet. Well, what is that? It's a, it's a sign of prosperity, of wealth, and we always have seen that. We can see that even closer if we were to take uh, Ezekiel chapter 16 and look at several thing, things in just that one chapter, like verse 13, with gold and silver and your dress was a fine linen silk embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour, honey, and oil, and you were exceedingly beautiful and advanced to royalty. And then it says, you took some of your clothes, you made for yourself a place of various colors. You played the harlot on them. Well, who's he talking about? He goes on to indict them. He's talking about Jerusalem. You had wealth and prosperity, and I gave it to you, and you prostituted all of it. The woman is clothed in purple and scarlet, and this has always been that uh, representative of, of those colors. By the way, the scarlet has always been the color used by, and here, here we go again, is popes and cardinals. In fact, uh, it, it became, uh, they, they made it official, legal, I think it was about like, I think the writing that I said was over 300 years ago, where uh, five articles addressed for popes and cardinals must all must be scarlet. They include a vest of pearl, gold, and precious stones. Again, I think we're seeing that in full living color right before our eyes today if we just want to look at it. The harlot here is adorned with gold, precious stones, and pearls, as it says in verse 4, very wealthy, tremendous wealth this harlot has. Remember now, she won't be called a harlot in those days. Won't be called that at all. And so does this religious system. So is the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is said to have hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. And it's not just Rome. 
I see the parallels here so clearly. It's more than that. It includes apostate Protestantism as well. But notice there's something else that's here. It's the gold cup. And again, lack of time will give me uh, permission to go with all of the ramification of this, but we see the gold cup being referenced in Jeremiah chapter 51. Another evidence of wealth is this gold cup, but it's also a picture of deception. But it becomes... Uh, it's full of abominations and unclean things for immorality. That is just graphic. Dr. Barnhouse, uh, Donald Gray Barnhouse says this about Jeremiah 51.7. It's highly significant that the abominations and the filthiness should be spoken of as coming from a gold cup. Babylon has always been a gold cup in the, Lord, gold cup in the Lord's hands, hand and that made all the earth drunk. The nations have drunk of her wine, therefore the nations are mad, uh, referencing Jeremiah 51, 7. Uh, so uh, many writers have written on this in this cup, and some describing false religions. Uh, one says this, to drink of the mysterious beverages was indispensable on the part of those who sought initiation into these mystery uh, religions. These mysterious beverages were composed of wine, honey, water, flour, with various other ingredients uh, that, that would be used to, from the local area themselves. From the nature of the ingredients, as the quote goes on to say, uh, this is the Barnhouse gives us this, and he's quoting other writers, the ingredients uh, used are certainly all used together, and there can be no doubt that they were used and are meant to be intoxicating nature. So the people would drink this till their understandings had been dimmed and their passions excited by the medicated draft, this way it's referred to here, that they were not duly prepared for what they were about to hear or see. In other words, takes advantage of them. The harlot, before she makes uh, love to her victims, victims, so to speak, wants to make the victims drunk. She brings out the gold cup that is so inviting and it is filled with abominations of every unclean thing of her immorality. In other words, he's saying this, do you drink that gold cup that the harlot offers? You're drinking filth and the apparel is very deceptive, very deceptive. And it is meant to be that way. So what are the abominations? We see her apparel. What are her abominations? Well, that leads us to the abominations at the very end of verse 4. The cup is beautiful, full of filth. The cup is offered in its ceremony. It defiles. It makes dirty, filthy. It contains nothing but wickedness and abominations. All idolatry is abominable to God. All of it. So when we get to this in chapter 18, when we get over to chapter 18, it speaks of Babylon is having sins piled up as high as heaven. I remember looking at that one of the very first times I ever saw that, and I thought, my goodness, what a way to describe a city. Sins piled up as high as heaven. This system is pretty much, it, it, it's telling us that the system is wicked, vile, abominable, full of idolatrous, uh, adultery, and the cup is full of unclean things of her immorality. It's a very graphic phrase. So the cup is filled with the uh, with everything unclean about it. We don't really know 
what all this is going to be, what all is going to be the deceptive enticements that the Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and the abominations of the earth will use there. But we do know that it will be used to draw in, it will be a source of all evil giving birth to all false religions and idolatry working together through the Catholic Church at this one point of the tribulation period. Now, her, we, we've seen uh, all of this. We've seen the abominations. We've seen her apparel, alliances, her authority. And now I want to look at the accusations. It, it, I realize some of this is moving kind of quick, but I want to cover this. In verse 6, the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered greatly. And you think, well, it's describing two things here. Like most harlots, this one is drunk. Only this one is drunk with the blood of saints and the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. And I know I've read several here. I know that James Montgomery Boyce talks about this. Uh, John MacArthur talks about this. Is there a difference in those two phrases? The phrases being the blood of the witnesses of Jesus and the blood of the saints. Well, certainly they're both are, are, are Christian. They're both true believers. Uh, most, I, I actually agree, this is a look at the Old Testament saints and the New Testament. New Testament being the witnesses of Jesus. So, I don't think that's the point. I agree with him. I, I just don't think that's the point here. The point here is that the harlot, the mother harlot religion, is a murderer. All her murders began in the Old Testament. There's no question about it. And proceeded from the beginning right on through to the very end. All the way through. From those Old Testament saints through to those who give testimony to Jesus. False religion born at Babylon has always been the murder of true saints. In fact, you can even see a lot of that in Revelation. I mean, not Revelation, but Hebrews chapter 11. While the world becomes drunk with the lust. For her, she becomes drunk, too, with the blood of God's people. You know, it's just, it's, a, it's just a pause to stop and think. Man, we have to be uh, brought into a point of sober attention when we see this. She will be drunk with the blood of God's people. She's getting drunk on something and you can look back through the best estimates of the Roman Catholic Church just for one false religion. The Roman Catholic Church killed millions of people. And I don't have time to even get into all that she has been accused of. All false religions through the centuries have hated the truth. They all hate the truth. And many of them have occasioned to slaughter saints. You can read Fox's Book of Martyrs and it just... It'll just draw you into a, a time of prayer for, for who we are today and where we are and what's coming upon believers in this world today. We don't know how far God is going to allow us to move into the move into the as close to the tribulation period. We don't know how bad it's going to actually be. So this exposure, this is some vision. And then we read this at the end of verse six. It says, "And when I saw her." The her referring to the woman sitting on the beach, the false religion, the harlot. When I saw her, I wondered greatly. In other words, shock, astonishment. 
I think that would be the, the right response there, wouldn't it? it that, that's what it would be. This is where religion is headed. Before all this comes to place, we believe the church will be taken out. Then comes the time of tribulation. As the time of tribulation comes, the false prophet rallies the world, coexisting with the beast in this material kingdom. And somewhere around the middle, we'll see the abomination of desolation, where the Antichrist will take a seat in the temple, uh, declaring himself to be God. And it will become a one-world religion at that point. Worshiping him is the object of their faith. And then the return of Christ to destroy all of that. That is the harlot religion exposed, at least partially, until we get further in the text. So, I thank you for joining me today. Again, this has been William Rogers, continuing our verse-by-verse exposition of the book of Revelations. Uh, hang with me. We're getting into uh, some heavy stuff. Uh, we will look at next time at Revelation chapter 17, verses 6 and 7, and I may be able to go into 8 through 10. I will see. But again, thank you so much for joining Hope for the Heart today.